We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Um, all the victims' families have been notified. We will be releasing a list of uh, those that lost their lives yesterday. It will be released through our PIO in a very short period of time but all the families have been notified. Uh, our detectives worked through the night on this very daunting and challenging task, but it had to be done. It was the right thing to do, and they worked tirelessly. Um, this community is hurting right now. There's gonna be a lot of conversations over the next couple of days and weeks, and I'm gonna be very animated about what I think this country can do to possibly prevent these tragedies in the future. Today's a day of healing, today's a day of mourning. Um, the suspect is in custody. He will be appearing before his first magistrate today at 2 p.m. at the This morning, uh, we will be, we've begun working with the FBI, and you'll be hearing from a special agent in charge of the FBI, uh, Rob Lasky, in a few minutes. Uh, we're also working with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement under the direction of Troy Walker. We will interview every single student or every, every person in that school that possibly knew something or might not know they know something. They will be thoroughly debriefed and we will make sure that we're able to prosecute this case. The suspect's been charged with 17 counts of premeditated murder and uh, law enforcement We'll do everything we can, the FBI, ourselves, to make sure that this person is convicted of all charges and that justice is served. Sadly, there have been copycat threats made today at other schools. We will respond to every threat. Every threat we receive, we will not classify it as a copycat or a prank call we will respond in full and investigate it. Any call that is made viciously, any fake call, any call that's made to take our resources at a time like this and place them in places where we don't need to be, we will do the, the full power of the sheriff's office will, will investigate this and charge anyone accordingly with the maximum charge we possibly could for doing something so horrific, so pathetic. Uh, Governor Scott is going to come up and speak, and then you're going to hear from Special Agent in Charge of the FBI. I'll return to the microphone uh, and answer some questions. I think it's noteworthy that at our next press conference, I will be releasing a timeline based on investigation and video that we've captured as to what happened yesterday, and I'd like to take you through it in chronological order. We're not ready to do that at this time, but when we are, we will be back here and we will release that. Now I'd like to introduce Florida's governor, Rick Scott. Thank you, Sheriff. I want to thank everybody in the Sheriff's Department for all their hard work um, to make sure you know, the um, one, 
this individual is uh, we have justice and two to make sure this never happens again so I think everybody up here is going to say the same thing we are our hearts and prayers are with these families the families that clearly lost a loved one other families that have loved ones still in the hospital I had the opportunity, had the opportunity to visit with some of those families last night and then also we want to make sure this never happens again the um, next week in Tallahassee I'm going to sit down with state leaders we're going to have a real conversation about two things how do we make sure when a parent is ready to send their child to school that in Florida that parent knows that child is going to be safe number two how do we make sure that individuals with mental illness do not touch a gun we need to have a real conversation so we have public safety for our schools in this state I've spoken with the speaker Richard Corcoran Senate President Joe Negron they're committed to provide the resources and have a real conversation about how do we make sure that we have public safety I want to make sure that my children my grandchildren yours everybody in this state can wake up and be safe I'm gonna stay here and do everything I can I know all the state resources are gonna do here I know the Attorney General everyone's gonna work hard with the Sheriff's Department the school district to do everything we can to go forward but the violence has to stop we cannot lose another child in this country to violence in a school the there's many families grieving right now we've got to grieve with them mourn with them but give them their space there'll be a time that they'll want to sit down and tell their story but right now as you talk to individuals and we went through this with the pulse attack they want they want their own time to grieve so I want to thank everybody from the Sheriff's Department to FDLE to the federal government for everything they're doing the school district for everything they're doing to keep people safe I want to thank the Attorney General for the uh, victim advocates that are coming down here to be helpful good morning my name is Rob Lasky I'm the special agent in charge of the Miami Division of the FBI first of all I want to express my heartfelt condolences to the victims the families the friends the entire community uh, who suffered this senseless and cowardly act the FBI continues to stand by the Broward County Sheriff's Office support them and give them every resource they need to investigate this heinous crime in 2017 the FBI received information about a comment made on a YouTube channel the comment simply said I'm going to be a professional school shooter no other information was included with that comment which would indicate a time location or the true identity of the person who made the comment the FBI conducted database reviews checks but was an, was unable to further identify the person who actually made the comment again as a native South Floridian my heart goes out to the victims, the families, and friends of the entire community. Thank you. I'd like to bring up our superintendent of schools, Ron Runcy. Again, and we can't say this enough, um, every minute of the day is focusing on how we can support our families, our students, and our staff as we work through this horrific um, situation. We have provided grief counselors at several locations for our students, um, two in Parkland, um, two in Coral Springs, um, and you know we are doing everything that we can to make sure 
um, that we are supporting um, our students. We're also providing uh, grief counselors on site uh, for students and staff at West Glades Middle School, which is near here. Um, throughout the district, we're providing guidance um, to all of our schools on how to have conversations uh, with our students on this uh, particular um, topic. I will tell you that um, students have been reaching out to me, uh, reaching out to um, staff, probably board members and others, um, saying that now, now is the time for this country to have a real conversation on sensible gun control laws in this country. So our students are asking for that conversation. And I hope we can get it done in this generation, but if we don't, they will. The second thing I would say, and the governor alluded to it, something that we can do now that we can get done in this legislative session is some real funding for mental health support for our youth and organizations in our community so we can properly provide the right kind of in interventions. We should have not have disconnected youth wandering around in our communities and we know that they need um, additional support. I've been on the phone with members of the legislature. Um, they're going to work with um, the leaders there and the governor to substantially increase uh, the amounts that are being put on the table right now for mental health services so we can have more counselors, more psychologists, um, more family counselors, caseworkers in our schools. It's absolutely, absolutely needed. Um, the last thing I, I would say is that there have been a lot of inquiries as to where uh, individuals can provide um, support. I want to thank um, everyone in the Broward community and around this country for your continued thoughts and prayers, acts of kindness that we see minute by minute. Um, there is a GoFundMe account that's been set up. Um, as we talked about yesterday, there have been a lot of uh, fraudulent, fraudulent type of activities set up out there, so we've worked to establish something that's credible. Um, so GoFundMe account, um, Stoneman Douglas Fund, it's called. Again, that's uh, GoFundMe, Stoneman Douglas Fund, which uh, folks can make uh, contributions. Again, uh, please keep um, our babies, our families, and this entire community in your prayers as we go through this healing process. It's going to take quite a while for us to um, be able to, to deal with this, but we're going to do everything we can every day, create the greatest amount of flexibility we can to make sure that we're supporting our families. Again, I want to thank our law enforcement agency, Sheriff Israel, the FBI, the first responders. They have been incredible. And I want to acknowledge some heroes that have been in our schools. We had um, an athletic director, campus monitor, who responded immediately when there were signs of trouble in the school. Unfortunately, uh, those two heroes gave their lives for our kids and probably helped prevent this from being a worse tragedy than it is today. And so we need to acknowledge the heroes that are in our school every single day, our teachers, our educators, who are not only ensuring that our kids are learning and developing the skills they need to have a bright future, but they love them and treat them as if they're their own children and they put their lives on the line every single day. And that's another thing that we need to do is to figure out how we can better compensate and reward teachers in this um, and not just give lift service to the quality of work that they provide. Thank you. As I said yesterday, when uh, our Attorney General Pam Bondi found out about this tragedy, uh, having dealt with the Pulse nightclub and having a lot of expertise in this area, unfortunately, 
Uh, she got on a plane and she was down here within hours and helped out and has begun to help uh, a lot of our families out. So I'd like to bring her up here so she could tell you about some of the great things they're doing to try and help our families uh, in Parkland. Thank you, Sheriff. Thank you, Governor. And thank you, Special Agent Lasky. Um, last night there, there were two scenes going on, one at the actual crime scene and Broward Sheriff's Office and the FBI, they were second to none. Um, they were unbelievable what they did. That crime scene from a prosecution point of view was meticulously detailed, processed, and it took as long as needed to take to make sure it was thoroughly processed and accurately processed. The other scene was um, at the hotel where we were with the family members. Um, having to tell with the FBI advocates and my advocates that, that you, a child, some 14 years old, is dead is one of the hardest things you have to do in your career. Um, these parents, um, tremendous families, are grieving. And again, please respect their privacy. Um, we were there till about 3.30 in the morning with these families. And um, many of them had siblings who were in the school and survived. And then a brother or a sister did not. So that was extremely tragic. Um, but we're praying for these families. We will continue to pray for these families and that justice is done for the one that brutally, brutally murdered all of these students. My job now will continue to be to help the victims and the families. We've gotten to all of the victims who have lost loved ones to be sure that we can help pay for their funeral expenses. If you are in the hospital with your family, we will be coming to you today to help you to make sure we help with your hospital bills so you have nothing to worry about there. We also will be on scene with the FBI and with superintendent who has done a great job. Our advocates will be there to provide counseling, what we saw in Las Vegas, what we saw at Pulse. Um, people who we don't think were impacted were impacted. And so we're going to provide counseling for all of them. I was on the phone till about 2 a.m. with GoFundMe. And again, first thing this morning, it is safe to give to GoFundMe. They're pulling bad websites off constantly. They're monitoring everything. Um, in fact, one of the top people at GoFundMe knew a victim, knew a victim. That's how far reaching this is. So there's going to be one unified site. So please don't be afraid to give to GoFundMe and all of these victims and their families will be protected. And again, Governor, I cannot thank you for your support. We've been on the phone constantly. He was here the second this happened. And I can't thank you, FDLE, the Sheriff's Office, and the FBI enough. And this is what you don't see around the country. You see teamwork. That's what happens in Florida. And, um, and that's what makes us very special. Thank you. Before we take questions, I'd like to also thank Congressman Ted Deutsch from coming down from Washington, D.C., uh, Mayor Beam Fur, the uh, elected officials from Parkland around the county. My message uh, to the community, to Broward County, is simple. Your elected officials, your commissioners, your state reps, your state senators, make sure these are people that aren't worrying about millage rates and saving money. This is a time to save lives. We need more law enforcement. We need more deputies. This isn't the time to worry about uh, how, how many dollars might be saved if we don't have a deputy here or a police officer here. This is nationwide. We need more, more heroes, more first responders, not less first responders. And I know many states 
have different terms uh, to help our mentally ill. And we all, we all pray for our mentally ill. We pray for them to recover. We all know someone or a family who's affected by someone suffering from mental illness. The Baker Act in Florida allows law enforcement or medical professionals to confine a person involuntarily while they get examined and looked at. But you have to be able to articulate that they're a threat to themselves or a threat to someone else. What I'm asking our lawmakers to do is go back to places like Tallahassee, places like Washington, D.C., and give police the power if they see something on social media, if they see graphic pictures of rifles and blood and gore and guns and bombs, if they see something, horrific language, if they see a person talking about, I want to grow up to be a serial killer, we need to have the power to take that person and bring them before mental health professionals at that particular time, involuntarily, and have them examined. People are going to be rightfully so concerned about their rights, as am I. But what about the rights of these kids? What about young kids who go to schools with book bags and pencils? Don't they have the right to be protected by the United States government to the best of our ability? And that's what we'll be doing. Any questions? Coach Feist, uh, I don't know about the incident yet uh, or, or what actually his performance was, but I know Aaron personally. I coached with him. My, my two boys uh, played for him. Um, I don't know when, when, when Aaron's funeral is. I don't know how many adults are going to go, but you'll get 2,000 kids there. The kids in this community loved him. They adored him. He was one of the greatest people I knew. He was a phenomenal man. Um, and I don't know the specifics yet, but I can tell you what, when Aaron Feist, uh, when Aaron Feist died, when he was killed, tragically, inhumanely, he did it protecting others. You can guarantee that, because that's who Aaron Feist was. Yeah, we, we are fortunate today to have our, our doctors who worked so uh, tirelessly uh, and saved so many lives yesterday. So we're going to bring up uh, one of our doctors to speak about uh, some of those questions and answer those questions. Doctor? Good afternoon. Sorry, Governor. Um, Dr. Uh, Evan Boyer, Director and Chairman of the Department of Emergency Medicine at Broward Health North. And I also have our colleagues from uh, Broward Health Maine here. And the three of us collectively uh, hopefully could uh, answer some of those questions. So uh, for starters, just because we're medical professionals doesn't mean we're numb to the emotions. And we send out our sympathy to all the families involved. The worst thing as a parent is if your kid doesn't come home from school that day, hits home pretty hard, and we sympathize for them. <clears throat> With that being said, nowadays, <clears throat> unfortunately, we do drills for this. <clears throat> About nine months ago, we did a drill at our facility specifically for an active shooter. So <clears throat> when it becomes a live event, we can work seamlessly with fire rescue, BSO, in order to ensure patient safety. <clears throat> I want to commend the pre-hospital personnel yesterday for all of their efforts and all the efforts at Broward Health North, Broward Health Maine, and also Coral Springs Medical Center got a couple of patients as well. Specifically to Broward Health North, 
and then I'll turn it over to Dr. Menendez and Puente about Broward Health Maine. Broward Health North, we had a total of nine patients. One was the suspect treated and released. <clears throat> we had two patients deceased. Three patients have been discharged. We currently have three patients in the hospital, one with an extremity wound who's doing well and working with physical therapy, another patient who's still intubated after penetrating trauma to the chest but is doing well and following commands, and a third patient that remains uh, intubated in critical condition. Dr. Menendez. Thank you, Benny sir. Menendez, I'm the director for the emergency department at Broward Health Medical Center. So yesterday was a tragedy that we all as a team took care of all these patients. We, our facility, received seven patients of the seven patients. Right now we have two patients that they are critical, stable condition. The other five went home or on the way and they are, you know, in good condition. The other two that they are critical, stable condition, I have Dr. Puente, who is the trauma surgeon, who was dealing with them. So if you have any question about those, you can tell them. Thank you, Dr. Menendez. Um, again, I'm Ivan Puente. I'm the trauma medical director at Broward Health Medical Center. And uh, unfortunately, this is becoming routine for us now. It's the second such episode that we've had uh, in a year, which is very sad. And the first thing I want to say is that this second time around, just like the first time around, the first responders did a terrific job. And for those of you who understand what we do in trauma, time is of the essence. And really the delivery of those patients by that EMS personnel was fantastic yesterday. It made a huge difference in the outcomes. As Dr. Menendez said, um, we had seven, we received seven patients. One was discharged uh, last night. We had one that was in critical condition that went uh, to surgery. We had two more stable patients that also require surgery. Uh, we have, uh, they're still out of the six though, still left in the hospital. We're hoping to be able to send home two of them today. Um, but I expect that all of them will fully recover. I'll be happy to take any questions. Mr. President, first, can you please tell us, are you prepared to tell us that Nicholas Cruz is the same person who wrote that he's in Is it the same person? Can you comment more about the C2 We do not know if, that, if it's the same person. Uh, we did our database checks. We could not positively identify him. We're going back. We're scrubbing the information. We're looking at it again. Uh, but I'm not willing to say at this time that it was one and the same person. Was anyone specifically targeted? Or is there any indication that someone was specifically targeted that started all of this? Not at this time. Uh, that's certainly a possibility. But as I said earlier, the FBI, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, um, and Broward Sheriff's Office will be working conjunctively to interview as many people as we can so down the road we can uncover this information. But uh, at that time, that's just uh, right now, it's no more than a possibility. Do you know how he entered the building, how he got in? You'll, that'll be, uh, we will speak about that. We do know about that. And at our next press conference, as I said, I will take the, the, the media through a timeline and talk about through videotapes. We'll match up video with real time information with things we know and, and we'll disseminate that. Um, Clinton, we're not going to release that until later today, if, if we do it all today. Uh, that's something that al alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, those investigators are trying to track down the history of this weapon. We believe we know where the weapon was purchased, where the weapon came from, but that's being pieced together. So that will be something that we will discuss when uh, at, a, at the appropriate time. Sure. 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 Sure.
Uh, as I said, I, I talk about this all the time. It's not, it's not a phrase. It's not a term. It's the way we have to live our lives in circa 2018. If we see something, we, we need to say something. If that neighbor comes home every Friday at 4 o'clock and he or she is always carrying a grocery bag and his milk and eggs sticking out, and the last two Fridays they've gone to a different, uh, uh, maybe, maybe a range, and they've come out back with bullets in the bag on Fridays, that's a change in behavior. That's different. That's something we need to know about. Uh, you know, you're our eyes and ears. Well, one, one community member who sees something could do more in a one-minute phone call than sometimes law enforcement could do in a period of months. If, if, you, if you know anybody, right now, if you know anybody and you're saying, you know what, this raises a red flag. I was thinking of calling us. Don't think about calling us. Call us. Call the FBI. Call the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Call the Broward Sheriff's Office. But if you, if you have a, if there's something in your gut that tells you there's something not right with this person, this person has the capabilities in my mind to do this or do that, please don't remain silent. Please let us know about it. You know, as a school district, um, we have to protect uh, the privacy of our students. So um, I can't go into much detail at all about the student's record and personal information. I will tell you that it was a former student at Stoneman Douglas. Uh, because of issues that arose here, he um, was transferred to another school um, within the county. Uh, again, I, I'm not uh, privileged to provide that information at the moment, uh, but it is a student um, that we have been providing supports for um, and recognize that there certainly were challenges there. The specifics I can't get into. As, as far as the student coming on campus, um, the, the st this particular um, individual uh, came on the campus at the time of dismissal, and that is a fairly open time for the campus and he entered the facility at, at that moment so that's so let me let me just say this when we have students within our care in the district we provide the services that we can provide them this is bigger than just the school system. Our kids are out of our schools two-thirds of the time that they're, they're up. We need a community-wide approach to helping our students with challenges and mental health concerns. And so, again, uh, we've got to invest resources to make sure that we minimize the occurrence of this ever happening again. Because if we don't, it's not a matter of if, it's going to be when. So, was there a psychological trigger with this student for this event? I have no idea. Um, where we have, there are there are some bodies that are still in the school. Um, there's a, a medical uh, right now. The focus of the FBI and the Broward Sheriff's Office is on the successful prosecution of this killer. And we're not going to leave any stone unturned. 
We're trying to process this as quickly as we can, but VME is involved, investigators are involved, there, there's science, DNA, and a whole plethora of things. And we wanna, we wanna go fast, but we're not gonna rush it. We're gonna get it right before we get it fast, and that's what's going on right now. <laughs> Say that again. Do students in the school know who to report concerns to? If they were concerned about a You, you'd have to. I'm sure there is. I mean, uh, you know, uh, he wasn't enrolled. In, um, there, there is a process. They could get a hold of teachers, guidance counselors, their parents, make anonymous calls, time stoppers. Uh, if if somebody knows something, uh, there's certainly ample way to say yes. Well, we had a school resource deputy, Deputy Peterson. He was on campus and he was armed. Uh, he never encountered, uh, at this point, the only thing I can tell you definitively is he never encountered uh, Cruz. The two things I want to focus on when I have this conversation next week with state leaders is I want to focus on school safety. Now that's going to, that's going to focus on dollars. Because as the supermental health dollars, it's going to focus on what are the things we can do with regard to school safety. But on top of that, we've got to think about this. He's mentally not have access to a gun. So I want to focus on both of those things. I've already spoken to the Speaker of the House and the Senate President, and they're, they're receptive to having this conversation about um, school safety. All of us have children, our grandchildren, nieces or nephews. None of us want this, any, anything like this to happen uh, again, let me also say something. I should have said something in Spanish earlier. Mr. Rasionos están con las víctimas y las familias que afectadas por esta tragedia. Como gobernador, es muy importante para mí que todos los estudiantes en la Florida estén seguros. I think it's a pretty good assumption to start out with. Yes. Right. Well, let's re let's let's remember this. First off, Pulse was a terrorist attack. And after Pulse, we put my, I, I asked for money and the legislature supported adding more counterterrorism experts through our Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And we did that. We were, I think, added 46 additional counterterrorism experts. So we did that. In this case, what we have to think about is all of our schools have to be safe. That's it's as simple as that. How do we do that? It's going to be it's going to be funding. It's going to be is there is there both for security, for mental illness, for counselors, things like that. But on top of that. We, we've got to say to ourselves, if, if we have somebody that's mentally ill, they can't have access to a gun. So, but look, I'm open to having a conversation about things because I don't want my children, your children, my grandchildren, your grandchildren, ever anything to go through like this. I don't want a parent to have to say, oh, I've got to teach you now when you start kindergarten that you've got to learn how to be careful about a shooter. That's not, that's not this society we all want to live in. I, I also, I also, we have a, out here today, uh, uh, I'm flanked by many of our school board uh, 
members, our, our elected officials on the school board, Dr. Rosalind Osgood, Abby Friedman, Donna Korn, and a host of others. And we appreciate them being out here. And we're going to make sure that they're part of the conversations, too, because they deeply care about their students and this community. Uh, so I'm glad to see them here today. A few more questions. And then what has Cruz said to you at this point? Yeah, we're not going to release anything he said to detectives. Sheriff, so Right. If someone came forward to your agency with information about this suspect, what would you legally have done about the fact that he owned a gun? Well, if the if it was uh, if he legally owned a gun, we could nothing about arresting him for having a gun because you use the word legally. But we could certainly follow up. We could certainly go to visit him, whether he legally owns a gun or not. If we think a red flag goes up and, and that there's something not right, and we think that this person has a propensity to do such a horrific act, I think police all over this nation need to be empowered to take that person and medically uh, deliver him to a medical or her to a medical facility where they can be examined. Thank you for your time. We'll be back in about an hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 